If you got your Bible with you, turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. As we conclude our Home for the Holiday series, I want us to reflect on all the people involved with the story of Jesus' birth. Now, we can't talk about each and every one in 15 minutes. I tried to write it that way. It doesn't work. But um, as far as humans go, I want to just put the three categories that we've talked about so far in this series, and that's the prophets, the wise men, and the shepherds. And there's a lot more that are involved in this story, but we don't have time to mention them. But we've come today to the most important piece of the story, the most important person, the one who had changed the course of all history, and that's Jesus Christ. So in Luke chapter 2, we've read this before in this series, but I'm going to read it again. Starting in verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Canarius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, it came, the time came for the baby to be born, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there is no guest room available for them. Would you join me in prayer? Lord, we thank you for this moment to reflect on many of the pieces that came together that you designed for this story, for the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, in these next several moments, speak through me as you always do, and let my words be few, and let your word be spoken today. It's in Jesus' name, amen. So throughout the series, we've kind of been taking different characters, probably from your family, and relating them. So how many of you have newborns or toddlers running around your Christmas gatherings this year? Right, we got a, we got a few of you. Well, Chloe's side of the family has many more babies and toddlers than, than my side of the family. And we went and saw them uh, yesterday, and a lot of them were sick. They couldn't make it, um, but we did get to see some of the babies and some of the toddlers running around. But... As scary as it may seem, they are the next generation. Now, it may be terrifying if you have a teenager, but they are the next generation. They're going to be the ones that lead our communities, lead the church, and lead their own families. It's our job as the church to help parents raise them in the faith. There's a saying that says it takes a village. We should be the village. And... um, when I think about newborns, and even when I was watching them kind of run around and play, and uh, I always think about when it comes to, to little kids, man, I wonder what God's purpose is for them. Right, I do this with my nieces and my nephews. I, I did it with uh, the cousin babies that were running around. And it's like, I wonder what God has planned for them. I wonder what their purpose will be. I wonder how they might change their classrooms when they go to school. I wonder how, when they get into the workforce, how they might change some of um, their, their work and, and the people in it, their coworkers, how they might change their life just by being there and representing Christ. Or even their communities, how involved they'll be in their community and really changing it from the ground up. And it excites me to think about how, with my nieces and nephews, how they have that instilled in them. And it I'm excited to see what God has in store for them and how I can help them live it out. 
And when I think about Mary and Joseph with baby Jesus as they look at him laying in a manger, I know that they knew what, what his purpose was because the angels told both of them. He was here. He is the Messiah. He's God with us. But I wonder, as they were watching him grow up, how they were thinking, we got a front row seat to watch this take place, to watch our, our baby boy live out his purpose. See, they knew his purpose like all of us do. He came here to live, to die, and to rise again for the forgiveness of our sins. But we don't always seem to know what our purpose is. And sometimes we just struggle to live it out. And so this is kind of what this message is going to be about, finding your purpose through the Christmas story. One of the things that I love about the Christmas story is the purpose that Jesus gives. The angels had a purpose. Their, their purpose was to announce his, or his arrival into the world, to share the message of love, of the gift of Christ, and how God's love is unconditional, it's unfailing, and it's amazing for us that he would give his son. But he also chose the shepherds to be a part of the story. He chose the wise men to be a part of the story. He chose the prophets. And if you've ever sat back and wondered like I do, why did he choose these people? Why did he choose the wise men? Why did he choose the shepherds? Here's what I think. First and foremost, this is just kind of like a very simple, like overlying thing. Like we're all looking big picture today anyways. But the shepherds were likely Jewish. They, they were descendants of Abraham. The wise men, since they came from lands in the east, were Gentiles. And so very simply, you can look at just those two pieces of information and say, well, God chose them so that they would represent. Jesus didn't come for just the Jews. He didn't come for just the Gentiles. He came for the entire world. He came to save the entire world. And it's a nice little, little image of Gentiles and Jews coming together to worship Jesus because that's what he brings. He brings unity in that. But what that means, it, what that means for you, knowing that, is your salvation is not based on your ancestral line. It's not based on your gender. It's not based on your nationality. It's not based on your ethnicity. What it's based on is Jesus. Because before Jesus came, the Jews believed that they were the ones that were going to be saved. And they thought all the Gentiles were just going to, they, they were going to go to hell. That's where they thought that they were going to go. And Jesus comes and he says, no, it's meant for all of us. It's, I came for the whole world, not just for the Jews, not just for those who came from the line of Abraham, but for all people. And all people will become my people as long as they believe in me. And so it doesn't matter if your grandparents or great-grandparents went to church and were saved, that doesn't mean that you are because your salvation is not based on your ancestral line. Now, the wise men, they seem to be wealthier than the shepherds based on the gifts that they bring. You would expect that since the shepherds didn't bring anything except for worship. The wise men brought gifts, but they also brought worship. And so your salvation is not based on your wealth. It's not based on how talented you are. It's not based on how much money you have and you're able to give. It's based on your dedication to worship him and the time that you're willing to sacrifice for him. But here's another thing to think about. The shepherds, when you look at just who they were, it reflected who Christ would be. In John chapter 10, Christ calls himself the good shepherd. And so that was a reflection 
of who Christ was going to be. He was going to be like the shepherds. The shepherds also provided the sacrificial lambs to the temple in Jerusalem to cleanse all of Israel of their sins for that moment in time. Now, sin would continue to enter in and they would always have to supply all these lambs. So the the shepherds in the story also represent the sacrifice that Jesus was going to have to make so that they wouldn't have to send lambs anymore. He was the lamb. He is the lamb of God. The wise men followed the star. And that's about all we know about them. They're from the east. They followed the star and they got to Jesus. They followed this sign from God and their one and only purpose was to worship him. So they likely traveled hundreds of miles just to find this one baby boy who they considered the Messiah. The the wise men, they responded to a sign from God and went where they needed to go. What that means is that they followed God even though they didn't believe in him, likely, probably didn't know God. They probably had their own gods, but once they saw the sign, they followed God all the way to the Messiah. And notice where they had to look. They had to look up where? To the sky, not to the feet, to the sky. And it's because they needed the vision of where they were going to go instead of focusing on where they are right now. They needed that vision, and it required them to not trust in their own gods, it, retri- it required them to trust in a God that they didn't even believe so that they could make it to where they needed to go. Another thing with the shepherds is that the angels appeared to the shepherds because they reflected of who Jesus was. Many of us go into our new year with goals and dreams. Right? If you've ever had a new year's resolution, you come in with goals and dreams And probably, I'm going to say nine times out of ten, they fail. Our goals and dreams and our desires, they fail. And and it's, it's funny because what we should be doing into each and every new year is not our dreams and goals, it's God's purpose for us. Because our dreams and goals will continue to fail, but God's purpose for us will remain year after year. And so if you struggle to find your purpose or you're struggling to find your purpose or you don't even know if you're living out your purpose, you're just trying to live as you believe that Christ is wanting you to live and you want to find your purpose in God, there's two things that you can learn from this Christmas story. Love God so much that you'll travel miles away from your comfort zone to worship him. Travel miles away from activities and plans that you have and make time to worship him just like the wise men. But you also, just like the shepherds, need to reflect who he is in your everyday life. Reflect his goodness and his love and his mercy to the people of the world. Reflect his willingness to sacrifice for us by being a living sacrifice. And everything that you do, you do it as if you're serving and worshiping God in that moment. God's purpose is revealed to those who reflect who he is and follow him to the ends of the earth. That's where God's purpose is found. And you won't find God's purpose without first seeking him, reflecting who he is, and following him to the ends of the earth. Now you might be wondering, what about the prophets? Well, the prophets are probably the most important part of the story, besides Jesus, of course. But because they years before, had faith 
that Jesus was going to come. And what did they do? They didn't keep quiet. They constantly spoke and prophesied about who Jesus was going to be, that he was coming and that he was going to save the entire world for all those who might believe. We, if you want to find your purpose in God, you have to speak the name of Jesus to people that you meet. This is why next year is all about outreach. Because if you really look at your own life this past year, just, just take a moment to reflect and say, how many times did I share the gospel with someone that I know and love that doesn't know who Christ is? And if you're embarrassed by the number, make this next year a, a point. Make it a point this year to live out God's purpose for you and his call for you and his responsibility that he's placed on you and say, I'm going to go wherever I need to go to share the gospel with whoever I might encounter. So go and celebrate the goodness of God through the birth of Jesus Christ. Like, go and celebrate that Jesus is born and that he is alive. It's Christmas Day. Go and celebrate, but make time this Christmas. Make time this next week going into the new year to love God, to love others, and reflect on your own life and say, how can I live out God's purpose better next year? If you would join me in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to worship you together on this day. We celebrate the birth of your one and only son, Jesus. May you give us the strength and the signs to follow you to the ends of our family, to the ends of our community, to the ends of the earth. Lord, as we go into this new year, the year of outreach, teach us to reflect your goodness and love to those around us each and every day. Help us to continue to follow you. Lord, we take this moment and we take the rest of this day and we dedicate it to you to celebrate the hope, the peace, the joy, the love, and the purpose that you give us. It's in Jesus' name we pray.